All right, 780-496-0063-403-974-8255. Those are the numbers. If you want to send us a text, uh, give us a call, get in line. Uh, not going to take calls right away, but we will in a few minutes, perhaps. Um, tonight, uh, the UCP leadership debate is taking place. First one will happen in Medicine Hat, starts at 5 o'clock. You can watch it live on the UCP website if you are so inclined. Uh, seven finalized candidates will be taking part. One of them, Rajan Sani, and uh, she is the final interview. We've managed to speak to all of them. Um, Ms. Sani is the last one, and we're delighted she can join us this morning. Uh, Ms. Sani, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Hi, good morning. How are you? Excellent. Uh, how are you feeling on debate day? I'm feeling pretty good, actually. We are just... Uh getting ready to go on the road, head to Medicine Hat, and, and I'm feeling great. When you take a look at the first debate, um, how important is it? Uh, how, how much emphasis is your team putting on a good performance tonight? Well, you know, I always try to put my best foot forward in anything that I do, and this is an important opportunity to get key messages across. So we did, we did spend some time preparing for it, but, but I know what my messages are. And uh, as we move forward, we're going to continue to be very conscientious about reaching out to Albertans and, and sharing that information. I've asked all the candidates uh, much the same questions, um, including um, most see this as more than just selecting a leader. It's really trying to define the direction of the party going forward after this leadership campaign. And as we know, it's divided. There's a lot of different directions that people want to see it go. And so if you are elected leader, what's your vision? Where does the UCP go with you in charge? Well, that's really well said that this election is consequential and it will determine the direction that the province will go in. And that is one of the key reasons that I'm running. Unity is very important. And I will say at this point that we are more united as a caucus than I think what uh, what the general public believes. I mean, certainly things have changed now that Premier Kenny has decided to step away. That in itself has been a unifying factor. But my vision as we go forward is simply that word forward. There's a tremendous amount of work that needs to be done. I am a center-right moderate candidate, if I had to describe myself in those terms. And we have a number of issues related to health, particularly mental health. I don't hear a lot of people talking about that component. And, uh, of course, we've heard a lot of noise around education. And we are very, very well poised right now in our economy, particularly with all of the geopolitical um, tensions in, in Europe, to really focus on energy and energy transition and LNG and hydrogen. Like, like there's so many things that we can do, so many opportunities that we can avail ourselves of, and it's all predicated on unity, and it's predicated on a leader who really has a vision of moving forward. But as I had mentioned, we have things that we do need to fix, and uh, I am quite focused on the health care issue. Okay. Um, I think a lot of those issues you mentioned, uh, they do resonate with voters. They always do. They're the ones that we talk about so many times. You know, economy, health care, education, they're always big when it comes to a campaign. I think a lot of that got derailed uh, within the UCP party. And um, there's some debate over why. Uh, there is Jason Kenney's camp that says it was a division that erupted over COVID policy, things like that. They couldn't abide that. But there's another category that says, no, it wasn't necessarily the policy. It was the leadership style. Grassroots weren't listened to. MLAs weren't consulted. It was top down. What's your take? What, what went wrong? And how do you make sure the same mistake isn't repeated? Is it policy? Is it leadership? 
Well, I think I will start off by saying that the government did do a lot of things right. There were tremendous supports that were offered during COVID to social service agencies, to small businesses, and to families as well. So I don't want to lose sight of the fact that a lot of good work was done. And certainly there wasn't no any kind of a blueprint as to how to deal with COVID, and uh, the challenges were great. However, when it comes to overall government, there was an issue with uh, engagement and respect, even within within the caucus itself. There's a lot of smart people in that caucus, and they represent different geographical areas of the province, and their voices should resonate, and they matter, and they're representing their constituents. And I think there was a failure to have that engagement one-on-one with with every single caucus member. And uh, and I think every contestant would agree that this government wasn't listening many times. It wasn't listening to healthcare workers. It wasn't listening to teachers. It wasn't listening to uh, municipalities and elected officials across the province. And, uh, and that is what um, has led us to the situation that we're in right now. We have an opportunity to turn the page by being really engaging and collaborative with all of these sectors, these demographics that I just mentioned, because, uh, you know, as I've been traveling through the province, it's a key message that comes back over and over again. What about our voice? What about what we think? Where does that fit into the equation? So I think policies um, generally, I mean, there were obviously some major issues in healthcare, but it was it was leadership style and it was um, the nature of the pressure that we were all in during COVID. Um, and as you say, listening to all the different voices, and there are many, and, and I mean, that's part of the job. How do you manage? Because some of them, let's be honest here, within your party, some of them are the exact opposite. They are completely contradictory positions within the same party. You, if you're elected leader, have to come up with a way to make sure that everybody feels that they're heard, their voices have been, you know, at the table, but ultimately you need to make a decision as to which way it goes. How do you do that without alienating certain sections of um, your party, which obviously happened with Premier Jason Kenney. How can you start? I mean, I understand you want to hear the voices, but ultimately you've got to make the call. Yes, and everything in life is about relationships, whether you're in a business relationship or a personal relationship or, or you're in a volunteer organization. And relationships require cultivation. And, you know, my launch, I had Angela Pitt, who was there with me, and we disagree on more things that we agree on, actually, but we have a very respectful relationship because I cultivated that, and she did as well. And we can share our diverse opinions. And it's not just Angela with many members in caucus. People just want to be heard. They want to have the opportunity to air their grievances or bring their ideas forward and have that conversation. And once that conversation happens, you can come to a place of consensus. I've had this experience in the business world. My background is business development and negotiations. And it's all about, sometimes it is a negotiation. It's about providing concessions and it's about um, that give and take aspect of it. And I also want to to let you know that, you know, during this whole time of um, when, when Premier Kenny had decided that he was going to step away, I had about 18 to 20 MLAs approach me and ask me to take on the interim leadership role. And I was deeply humbled that um, there was that much respect for me. And, it, and I think it, you know, goes back to the fact that I've always been a consensus builder. And of course, at that time, I thought, you know what, I think the real job is so much more important because I do believe 
that Albertans deserve leadership that is visionary and forward-thinking, and it's going to build rather than break apart. Um, last one. Uh, interesting time as uh, the leadership race is so close to an election. How can how conscious do you have to be of the fact that what happens within this leadership campaign um, will be a factor in what happens with uh, a general election that takes place about six months after the fact? There's no question that some of the talking points, some of the issues that have dominated this campaign thus far are ones that are going to be seen as extreme and extremely unpalatable to uh, a, a section of the population, both within your party and without. How conscious are you to try and minimize the potential damage that could be done to the UCP in the upcoming election campaign by what's done during this leadership campaign? I'm very conscious of it and I'm very concerned about it. I think any conversations around sovereignty are very destructive. We are in a position where we have maintained positive investor confidence and we are attracting more investment in our province and our economy is doing relatively well, even in the face of affordability. But these kinds of conversations are destructive and they are disunifying factors as well. Because like you said, we have to think about 2023. And 20, any win in 2023 is predicated on unity. So these kinds of conversations are a concern to me. And of course, I mean, the recent conversations made by a fellow leadership candidate around cancer were very uh, destructive and very hurtful to almost every single Albertan who has been touched by cancer. So again, I'm very conscious of these elements within the race, and I think it's incumbent upon all of us who occupy that center-right moderate space, which is, I think, where most Albertans are, to call that out, to call it out and, and be loud and vocal about it and, uh, and also be cognizant at the end of the day that we do have to be unified because, again, 2023 demands that. So some of these things that are happening right now during the race that are divisive and uh, represent um, views that are not the views of the majority of, Al- uh, of Albertans, I will speak to them, most definitely. Um, Ms. Sani, I, I really appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much uh, for coming on the show today. I appreciate it.